You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with Tamara Lindemann, aka The Weather Station. It's only May, but it's fair to say that the self-titled album she released last year has aged beautifully. A lot of that has to do with the songwriting, how universal the themes are, and how the lyrics hit every point with such beautiful grace. I got to catch up with Tamara while she was in New York shortly after a hectic week of South by Southwest and the Junos. We talk about those experiences as well as that damn fine album of hers. You're listening to the 405 Exchange with The Weather Station. Enjoy. We wrote letters to each other as though we're dressing the ocean. So what's what really struck me with your record was how contemplative it was, and but it was done in like a subtle fashion. Like it made me think about a lot of things. I felt like that was the intent, but it didn't feel like you were like shaking me, like think about stuff. Mm-hmm. It just felt like that's kind of what's going on. I wonder, like when it came to making this album, uh, what did you want to differ from your previous album, Loyalty? Oh, I mean, tons of things. I think I think there's just a broader. Uh, subjects basically in this album just more things I was writing about less about relationships and more about like you know what's happening right now or what's happening with me but yeah the contemplative thing I I do think about that when I'm writing not wanting to not wanting to preach basically because I don't really believe in that myself I just think it's interesting to uh present like a thought process or or like a conflict or quandary and just see what happens you know if you present that uh there's so many things where multiple there's so many situations where multiple things are true you know so i try to present those that's something that really stuck with me because like i thought it was intriguing that obviously you're writing from your experiences and Mm -hmm. like your sense of observation but i felt like in terms of how you were presenting these topics it was very it was much more multifaceted which i felt was very significant within the album itself yeah i think that it's a thing in songs especially pop songs where there's a tradition of whatever is happening you like boil it down to this one thing like i will always love you or like we're breaking up or let's get married you know what i mean and And in doing that, you're obviously cutting out tons of stuff. But yeah. there's, there's like, it can be pretty cool to do that. Mm-hmm. But I like, I think I've never really felt that way about anything in my life. I always <laughs> feel many things about every situation. Like and various different directions that yeah. you go. Yeah, I'm like, I feel happy and sad oh. about this at the same time. and But I'm more happy than sad, so I'm going to go in this direction. <laughs> you know, so I was just trying to present that. Um, as opposed to the sort of fantasy version of of life where you're like, I'm 100% sure about X, Y, Z. Yeah. And another big thing, and I imagine this is part of it being so different from loyalty, but the sonic palette of an album itself is so different and so vast. I mean, it's there's still a sense of um, sonic exploration. Uh, would you say that you found yourself feeling more comfortable in the studio? And if so, what do you suspect brought that about when it came to making this particular like body of songs? Yeah, I I definitely felt more comfortable, and with this record, it was kind of driven by an idea of being more comfortable. 
Really? <laughs> it was just sort of like, what would happen if, instead of when I have an idea, immediately thinking, that's a bad idea, or that's not going to work, just doing it, you know, and seeing what happens. So it was sort of, I was just trying to approach everything from a perspective of, at times, like a manufactured confidence. Yeah. Um, but it really worked, because I was like, oh, this is what really confident people do. <laughs> they just don't, you know, they may or may not have the self-doubt, but they act on yeah. their impulses. So I was like, well, let's see what happens if I do that. And it wound up being really fun. I had. You know, it kind of makes me think about that saying of fake it until you make it. And I think what's very poignant with that is I think what makes it stick is that it's not necessarily that you're trying to fake it till you make it, but it's like you're almost faking it to the point where you forget you're doing that. Totally. Is, is that kind of like what you felt like you experienced with that? Yeah, totally. You fake it and then you realize you've made it. <laughs> and also I realized too, I was like, oh, I have good ideas, you know, like yeah. my ideas are kind of kind of cool in some cases. Yeah. Um, it helps though too that you know for a while after I sort of made the bulk of the record, I had all the files like on my computer, mm -hmm. and I did a lot of overdubs. So I definitely threw tons of stuff at the wall that didn't stick. You know, like yeah. I had a bunch of time making. You know, just being like, oh, how about this? No, you know. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, something I've been really dying to ask you about, uh, You and I is a song that's really stuck with me, and I found mm -hmm. it intriguing how there's specific imagery within the lyrics that it feels vague enough where the story is almost obscured. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's kind of what you were hoping to achieve with that song? Yeah, I feel like there's always this fine line when I'm writing things where it kind of waves from side to side, and I seem most comfortable with it when it has that quality. I feel like there is a sweet spot that seems to be when I think the song is finished, when there's little details that, you know, pull on my emotional heart strings, I guess. Yeah. And, but there's enough openness where it feels like there's room in the song to breathe. You know, it's not, it, not everything is totally nailed down. And I think that listening to songs, you kind of need a bit of that, you know, to, to relate, I guess. Yeah, and I imagine for you as an artist, it's like, I always think it's so intriguing for you guys because in one sense you have these albums and these like these collection of songs that are supposed to reflect you there must also be this like massive self-awareness that people will listen to it and almost run with the idea that they know you and that must feel kind of not revealing but almost kind of like weird i imagine sometimes yeah it's interesting because on the one hand it's always really great when someone has like a really personal connection and does have that thing yeah. you know like you can see it sometimes in you know lots of people come up to the merch table and are like hey i like your music or whatever and then there's sometimes these people who come up to the merch table and they kind of have this look in their eye and they, they're really shy and awkward and you're like oh this is a person that this is like emotional for you know like the music is emotional for and to me that's amazing because that's the way music's been for me and like why it matters to me when I have those really strong connections yeah but definitely there are times where you know I we played South by Southwest um two weeks ago I guess yeah. and then went straight from that to this like Canadian awards show played a bunch of shows and, and just was between the Junos, the Junos yeah. yeah between those two weekends it was really good but I was really surprised by how much I felt just super depleted I think from just like performing that much yeah. and being in front of people that much I felt like I needed to like hide for days like I felt terrible really? and I was like oh, okay I think this is that that I think it's that of putting yourself out there so much and then needing to like close the doors yeah. was, was it a bit similar to the 
I mean, some people are listening now will definitely be familiar with me bringing this topic up. Would you say it was almost similar to like the usual post-tour come down, or was it a bit like just more intense because of the velocity of everything? I think it was just more intense because yeah. of the velocity of everything. The, the post-tour come down for me tends to be mostly just like, oh, I haven't opened any of my mail in weeks. And, <laughs> oh, I totally need to send this form to something sort of you know what I mean like that stuff you're like oh I didn't think about any of this for oh shit I need to buy stamps where do you even buy yeah, stamps in? totally you're like oh my clothes are all broken and I need to fix this thing and then you go on tour again and you forget about it I'm curious in a sense of songwriting and I'm gonna ask about some other songs but I want to like hammer this home a little bit more uh, considering talking about you and I and I feel like this is an element that's prevalent within some of your other songs would you say it's important for you that you leave listeners with a sense of curiosity towards the stories within the songs? That Do you want people to ask questions about the things that you're talking about, at least inwardly? I don't know that I've really thought about it, but I think maybe, like, philosophically I want people to ask questions. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to present things that are philosophically interesting to me on some level. Like, the idea of, like, you know, in that You and I song, like, ah, uh, you know, intimacy, like, I think I say something about, like, you know, more intimate than I could imagine, but with space I can't fathom, you know, like, that yeah. that thing that we can all relate to in relationships, or, mm -hmm. you know, saying, like, love isn't a mystery, you know, like, but it is, you know, like, these, these things are definitely things I would hope people would think about. And I'm curious, what was it like uh, filming the video for that track? Because it came out quite beautifully, though. Oh, the one, you and I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was fun. Um, my friend Colin is just a guy who does videos, and he's always open-minded, basically. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so we're going to go to a fall fair, and you're going to film me following Ian around the fall fair. He's like, why? Like, <laughs> um, I feel like I've, I've had a couple of times now where I've had just this dumb idea, like the video that we just put out last week yeah, and uh, for, impossible. for impossible that to me I think the reason I think the thing that makes me want to make a video is just this like trying to capture this emotional thing visually which I don't know how to do at all yeah. but in my mind it all makes sense so Colin's just game enough to to be like sure That's awesome. and the fall fair scene is pretty weird you know the <laughs> small town Ontario like I grew up in small town Ontario so that fall fair world of like is very familiar to me and I don't know, it was an extremely hot day. We were just walking around. You know, we didn't have permits or anything. We were just yeah. <laughs> trying to just pretend like we were a passerby. Doing <laughs> it as ad hoc style as possible. Yeah, totally. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, and, you know, I was, it's funny you brought up Apparently Impossible because I have you here to bring up right now, actually, so it's mm, kind of fitting. Yeah. Uh, but you recently released a new clip for Impossible, and that's another standout tune of itself. Um, you know what really interests me with the accompaniment, the, company, uh, the way the video translates to the song is that I felt like it's very fitting and it kind of speaks for itself that mm -hmm. I felt like by the end of watching that video there was not much else I had in questions for the song itself I'd really urge people to watch it if they haven't seen it yet it's a really beautiful video um, I wonder what were the conversations like to bring this one to life because I imagine like the way this whole video evolved must have been really interesting for you yeah it was great because you know people ask you to do things like it was like this tour was coming up and somebody was like all right we need a music video and i was like i'm like at south by southwest like there is i'm i'm i have no time i'm i'm home for like a week i don't know how you expect me to make a music video for this 
but then I went to bed and I was just falling asleep and then I was like it would be cool if like I had a couple just weird crackpot ideas like this one of which was yeah like people are just making me do all the things that I normally do in my day and (laughs) once again I wrote my friend Colin I was like alright I have an idea for video where there are people making me do things but it's just like brushing my teeth and it's funny and it's like okay great (laughs) so he found um, the women in the video these dancers and sort of took it to this other way where at a certain point they start dancing which I thought was actually like a really great addition to the idea and it feels like you within the video you yourself are dancing too at least i do dance in the end yeah and i'm but even like in the beginning with the routine you're going with like the motions it felt very um rhythmic the way you're just moving it's super rhythmic and i think it was in part because they're dancers and so they're very physical and so even if the movement was like just move my hand like this they the way that they move was so beautiful so it was just a really nice marriage of my idea to the right collaborators and then it was cool because I was explaining the idea to someone and they're like, so how does that relate to the song? Like, I don't, I don't get it. And I was like, well, it, it doesn't have to totally relate, but in my mind, it does. To me, it So it's cool well. to hear you yeah. say that it totally loops in because it's, I love when there's things like that where you can't fully rationally say what's going on or why yeah. it works, but it does work. That's, yeah, it that's works the goal. And did like. I hear that right? That you got that, like, uh that the conception of it came around South by Southwest and then you made it like during or after? Totally, yeah. I made it last, like, wait, what day is it? It's like Thursday? Yeah. Made it, we made it last Tuesday. Are you serious? <laughs> Colin edited it the next day. He's and one then we finalized it on Thursday. <laughs> it's amazing. He's it looks like guy. it's been labored on for like at least a week. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. That's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean... What's interesting with that video, and I also brought up you and I, is that, you know, you're within the videos themselves. I wonder what it's like for you to watch yourself in that way. I hate it. I really <laughs> wish... I really need to come up with ideas. I did have this other idea for that video that involved, like, a cat and not me. Yeah. But it was too complicated to do. So, yeah, I need to come up with ideas that don't include me. But this video I was stoked on because the focus wasn't entirely on me. Yeah. I'm definitely... Like everyone, I feel very self-conscious when I see myself in a video. I'm like, oh, is that, why does my face make those moves? But, um, yeah, the, the you and I video wasn't so bad because I had sunglasses on a lot of the time. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this at the beginning of the talk. When I was thinking about how this talk might go, I figured it'd be better to have this more in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't help but wonder while I was listening to the album because of how poignant so much of the lyrics are. I wonder what it was like to have your family and friends listen to this album and the way they must have reacted to it. Because, I mean, as I mentioned before, there is a lot of subtlety within the songwriting, mm-hmm. but there's also a sense of directness and, like, a frankness to it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to have experiences that you talk to friends and family about in, like, texts or, like, in a passing conversation, but to have an album like this, I mean, was that significant at all, the way pe- people close to you reacted to this? Yeah, it totally was. Um, there were a couple people who were, like... I didn't know you felt this way. <laughs> yeah, no. I have a couple more questions for you. But um, I remember like reading an interview with you like a couple months ago, and one of the things you kept bringing up was how with this album you found yourself feeling a lot more comfortable on stage and how surprising you felt towards that. I mean, what does it feel like for you on stage now? Well, it's, it's just easier because like loyalty and all of it was mine are songs that like to approach them you have to have this like humility and like vulnerability you know which are beautiful feelings but it's like 
When it comes to playing on stage in front of people, that's not the energy that you necessarily feel. You know, sometimes in order to successfully play in front of people, you have to feel this more like ballsy energy. Like a bit of a bravado. A bit of a bravado. Like yeah. even 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 me, like even playing like relatively delicate music, you still need this sort of sense of like listen to me and pay attention to me, you know, for it to work. So there are ways in which this, these songs are just so much easier to play live because yeah. they have that spunk in them. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've been asked about, about this song a lot, uh, about your song 30, mm -hmm. and it's been talked about to death, but before I let you go, I want to ask about the song in a bit of a different way. Sure. How would you say that song has changed for you, um, lyrically speaking? Because after playing it so many times, having so many conversations about it the way you have, does that meaning, does this meaning of the song mean to you the same way it did when you wrote it, or have you found it having like a significant shift in what it means to you? Oh, um, I don't like there's been a huge shift. I think like there's enough kind of colors in that song that there might be, it might have like a different shade on one night to another, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it feels like a very like desperate song. And sometimes it feels like a very joyful song. And sometimes it feels like a very like scrappy song. It just sort of depends on what you feel that night and what you want to express through it. Does it, I mean, that's amazing. That's interesting to hear that because like, I mean, I've definitely listened to the song feeling one particular way, but I imagine for you when you're performing and seeing how people reacted to it, it's interesting just how almost lush it could be in terms of how it shifts and just kind of pivots. Yeah, it's just, it's just like it, it goes on a journey, that yeah. song. So it's a really nice, like, people respond. It has a really nice feeling of, like, it always wakes up the crowd. Yeah. Regardless of the situation. I mean, like, I feel, I, what was so cool about that song in particular, and it's like, I feel like so much of what you're talking about is obviously relatable, but it's the thing of that, like, here the things are almost unspoken in a way where we all feel these things and we all experience this, but you rarely hear people talk about it overtly. Mm -hmm. Like, what's it been like just having people come up to you and talk about, like, how, like, you know, frank you were on that song? It's really cool, yeah. I mean, there was this person I met day before yesterday in Burlington, and he was like, just had all these like very frank things to say <laughs> like he was like this I like saw your record in a record store and I turned it over and I read the first line and it reminded me of like my ex-girlfriend and like and I read I read some of the lyrics and I felt like I understood her better and like what went wrong I'm like whoa okay cool Holy you know shit. that's awesome <laughs> Savvy, it's great whoever gets told that that's insane yeah no it's cool I don't remember what your question was it's like well, How no, you, you, you had to yeah. answer it. Just more so, like, having people react to it. Or, like, at least mm -hmm. putting their own experiences into it. Because it's, like, like uh, for people listening who might be unfamiliar with the song, uh, it's called 30 because mm -hmm. it's so much about getting your 30s. And totally. Not to, like, you know, pigeonhole into one specific thing, but so much about uh, approaching your 30s and having, you know, feelings about it. Totally. I'll leave it vague like that. No, no, it's great. Like, I like that it's kind of struck that nerve, specifically. Yeah. And, like, I like you know, there are some people who are like, I I just turned 30 and I feel so good, you know, when I listen to this song or whatever it is, you know. Like, You've heard that as well. Yeah, totally. Yeah, people feel good about it, too. Like, they're like, you know, I think everybody, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people just feel happy when things are expressed, you know. Like, yeah. I, I feel happy when things are expressed. 
we were listening to a podcast today about uh, like a lecture about human rights and just this guy was saying some really interesting and unusual things about you know a topic that we all talk about a lot right now and, yeah. and I was just so happy I was like I've totally felt that or thought thought of this idea and I'm, it's so cool to hear someone say it you know yeah. like so that's a meta we brought up a podcast on podcast podcast on podcast <laughs> podcasts are cool yeah you know thanks for finding the time to chat I really appreciate it yeah thank you thank you what do you believe in in this flipping time there's no real reason not to we wrote letters to each other